quick question for you. Hey, let me ask you something. Can I ask you a question? Can you dig it? Yes, guy. Can you dig it? Yes, guy. The man with the words you've been dying to hear. Yes, guy. This is the Yes Guy Show with Jim Taddy on TSN 1050. Can you dig it? Oh, Yes Guy. Episode number 94, all set to sail. Jim Taddy and Perry Lefko with you. Coming up on our show today, we'll have Al's brother. Al couldn't make it. Uh, Herb Braley will be by, and Dave Ritchie, who just recently got inducted into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. Of course, Yes Guy, No Guy to round it out. Perry, how are you this week, sir? Jim, I'm doing especially good because the Detroit Lions went on the weekend, as I told you they would. Yeah, I know. They had that little sputter in the third quarter, but they did prevail, and there's plenty of football to talk about. Before we get going, looking for an experienced real estate agent, Charles Park Managing Broker, REMAX West Realty Brokerage, has 27 award-winning years of real estate experience. Looking for the highest level of knowledge, experience, and service? Put Charles Park in your corner. Visit charlespark.ca or call him or text him at 647-292-8886. Servicing from Hamilton to Kingston, from Toronto to Muskoka. Charles Park will not be outworked by anyone. And when you go to fox40shop.com, you will find the Fox 40 Titan, the Fox 40 Coaching Boards, the Fox 40 Electronic Whistle producing 100 decibels at the push of a button. Go to fox40shop.com, use the code YESGUY for 15% off your order. Let's bring in our first guest, Al's brother, Mike DiStefano. Uh, Mike, Al's brother, how are you? Not too bad, Jim, Perry. How are you guys today? We're getting through, and we're we're excited because earlier this week, as O'Dog returned to overdrive, Luke Wilson and you, uh, there's sparks there. Uh, you know, there's uh, animosity. I don't know what it is, but but now it looks like Luke Wilson, you, and O'Dog are going to be involved in a race. What can you add to that? Uh, yeah, I don't know how I got roped into doing that again. The first time, I mean, although I was victorious, I don't think it was a sparkling run by any stretch of the imagination, but... I mean, apparently this is what's got to happen now. Me and, and O-Dog and then Luke Wilson, I guess, now potentially running backwards. going to be going head-to-head-to-head to head to head into a, another 40-yard dash. Maybe Monday. I don't know if it's going to happen this Monday, maybe the following one. But at some point, I guess there's a race to be ran. Alice Brother, between you, O-Dog, and Luke Wilson, who's got the best hair? Oh, it's, it's, it's Luke Wilson. I mean, that guy's got flow for days. I, realistically, I think Odenog and I, we got, like, hair on our head. We're not, you know, we don't have thin hair or balding hair by any means, but Luke Wilson might have the best hair at TSN right now, and I don't really think there's anyone that could rival that guy. I mean, it looks like there's going to be some hijinks here. We're talking about maybe no tops and, and Luke running backwards. I mean, uh, I think no. that I, I'm pretty sure Hayes will be busy that day, but but I think I could I could make some time and call that race. I mean, if you want to get over there and call that race, I'll tell you right now, though, ain't nobody wanna wanna see neither me or O'Dog uh, race this without tarps. I don't think that is going to happen. I don't know what was going through O's mind when he blurted that out. That guy doesn't even wear a shirt, or that guy doesn't even go tarps off in the pool. He wears a, he's shirt on in the <laughs> pool. Guy, he's gonna run a race like that. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen, but. It, It'll still be a worthwhile watch. I could still see Luke probably still doing a backwards run just because he probably thinks he still could beat us. Very well might beat us. He wasn't uh, too impressed with our, our, our time that we told him. We ran 10 ones, and he was flabbergasted. He's like, I could probably run it backwards in seven seconds or less. And if that's the case, 
he probably would smoke us if he ran it uh, backwards. When it comes to Al's brother, Mike DiStefano, when you get up in the morning, how do you decide which one you're going to be? Well, I guess it depends on what's going on that day, right? I mean, if I got a, if I got some stuff I got going on on overdrive, it's very quick to get into character. The thing is, like, it's Al's brother and Mike DiStefano are pretty much the same guy. You know, Tat Man, you, you've known me for a while now. I think it's safe to say that I, you know, the Al's brother persona, the character that he is, is really just Mike DiStefano. It's the same guy, just a different name. So it's not that difficult to, I guess, get into character or wake up being a different person. It's pretty much the same dude. Yeah, I, I would I would concur with that. There's very little. I mean, there's slight differences, but but not uh, not anything that would give you a headache. Uh, uh, let's talk about the Buffalo Bills. I mean, earlier this earlier this week they romped again. Uh, this team looks like it's out of control in a good way. What what are your thoughts on them? I, I think the Bills. Like I don't know who's going to beat this team. I mean, it's it's crazy to suggest that you know it, it's got the makings of the 2007 Patriots dynasty where. That team went what eighteen and one, and with the additional game, that there's a possibility that a team at some point in the history of football could go twenty and zero. But if there's one team that has given me those vibes since two thousand and seven, I mean it's this Buffalo Bills team. They went in last week and they beat the doors off of the defending Super Bowl champions and the L.A. Rams, and then they beat a very a, a pretty good team in the Tennessee Titans last uh, the earlier this week as well. And what I think was even more um, you know special about Buffalo is it, it's not just Josh Allen leading the way. Yes, Josh Allen is an absolute phenom, and clearly what he's doing is terrific. But like this defense, the way that they're rolling right now, last year stopping the run was a little bit of an issue, last couple of seasons. They made a point this season to go and beef up on that offensive line and make sure that they can handle the run. They went out, they grabbed Jordan Phillips. We got a healthy Matt Milano. And then special teams for the first time in three games, guys. First time in three games they had to punt away the football and both times it resulted in a muffed punt and a drop. One they ended up recovering a fumble for. So they not only have the offense rolling, the defense is so stingy. You can't get anything past that secondary or that front line. And special teams seems to be doing their thing as well. Really, this team is, is unbelievable. I don't know if I've seen a team that looks so dominant since, again, like I said, the 07 Patriots that were on the way to being undefeated if it wasn't for a crazy uh, broken sack and a wild catch by David Tyree leading to that Giants victory a few years ago. Now let's talk about sports gambling because um, it's the type of thing I used to do a lot in horse racing. I found out that the losses stayed with me more than the wins. Do you find that the same way with uh, when you're betting? Well, that's probably because the losses come a lot, uh, a lot more often, don't they, Perry? I know for me, that's that's the fact, unfortunately. So, you know, when it's definitely top of mind, when it's coming far more often, uh, yeah, that, definitely it does. And you know, this week, uh, both Hayes and I picking losers. So we got to we got to turn something around. We got to get it going. I think this, this year, if I can bat fifty percent, typically I, I think I'm okay. But yes, the the losses certainly do end up sticking with you more but when i do win i mean that text chain that that hazy b o and i are on i mean it's it's on fire absolutely on fire when we're winning <laughs> me and o, i'm letting haze here each and every time so you know the, the wins feel nice for a little bit but 
Uh, unfortunately, they're kind of few and far between. Now, Perry mentioned the track, uh, and you're from the Niagara area. I mean, you you strike me as a guy who would hang around a racetrack, do you? Uh, I haven't been to a racetrack. Actually, funny enough, I, I don't think I've ever been to a horse racing. Uh, I know that there's the track at Fort Erie, which is a really good track uh, down there. I personally haven't been to it, but, um, you know, there's the, like, stock car races. I, a good family friend of mine owns the Merrifield Speedway um, in the Niagara region, so I've been lucky enough to be host and been able to go and catch some of those stock car races. But in terms of uh, horses, I actually haven't been, but I would love to because everybody I talk to says it's such a fun time just going, having some fun, place a couple of waders on some ponies, you have a couple of drinks, and you really get into it. So maybe that, that'll be something that I'll have to, to do next summer perhaps. Anytime you want to go, I'll take you there. I'll show you around, and I'm sure everyone will be happy to see you at Woodbine. But here's the thing I want to ask you about gambling. When the lines come out each week and you go, wow, that line <laughs> seems to be way out of whack, and then you find out it's actually pretty close to what it should be. Yeah, I mean, when you think about week one against the Eagles, I was surprised they covered that number, not going to lie. I think the Eagles are a quality club. I didn't think that the Lions were going to give them a run for their money and make it a game by the end of it. I think the score was a little less indicative on how dominant the Eagles actually were in that game. But And then you look at week two matchup, and they came in and they blew the doors off of the Washington Commanders. I think I'm a little higher on Detroit than, than most teams than most people are when I saw that they were a one-point favorite for the first time and I think it was like two years or something like that in that game I wasn't surprised because I think they got a solid defense they've had some really good skill skill position players Jared Goff can just hang on to the football and not turn it over um, as often as he has over the last couple of seasons I think they'll be able to win some games are they a playoff team probably not but I think that they'll win some games this year. I think they'll be favored in a couple more uh, games at some point this season, probably against the Bears, who I think are an absolute tire fire. And I'm not as surprised that uh, they started the year off 1-1. One and one. I think that they're a, a, a decent ball club. Yeah, you know what? I concur with that. I, I mean, there is some optimism with the Lions, uh, and I think at the end of the year, it, nobody's going to have a parade for them, but you could look at this year as this is the year where they started to legitimize their, their chances, and, and if they could just add to what they have. I mean, it's sort of like uh, the foundation of where they're going, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, and I think you know, getting Aiden Hutchinson with the second overall pick this year, I think he had, what, three sacks in the first half last week? kind of showed signs that he can be an elite pass rusher in this league. And if you can get to the quarterback, you can rush the passer, put pressure on those, that team. You'll eventually, you know, they'll make mistakes and that you can capitalize on those. If they get themselves a franchise quarterback in there, I think they will be a decent little team. So certainly uh, they're showing signs that, that they're, they're, they're going in the right direction, I think, is, is a positive sign for Lions fans such as yourself. They're definitely going in the right direction. And, look, I, I'm on record. I mean, this whole Al's brother versus Luke Wilson thing kind of sparked with me being a little higher on, on the Lions than Seattle. He thinks I'm crazy to think that the Lions can beat Seattle in a couple of weeks. But, honestly, I still believe that that's going to happen. I really do. And it's going to be a very highly anticipated match. I think it's October 2nd, so next weekend. Um between the Lions and Seahawks. It's in Detroit, too. I think that the Lions are going to be favored, and 
I think they're also going to uh, come away victorious as well. You know, when it comes to sports gambling, are you the type of person that makes make, likes to make one wager, do a parlay, or do a whole bunch of prop bets during a game? You know, I, I, a little bit of all three. Like, if I feel really strongly about one wager and the odds are decent, I'm okay with just making that wager. Sometimes, you know, they've got the, the same game parlays now that you have out there where you can bundle up a bunch of different parlays that you think will hit. Like in the Bills game earlier this week, there was a couple that I liked. I thought Josh Allen was going to have himself a good day uh, throwing the football. Clearly he did. I thought with Gabe Davis out, that meant Stephon Diggs was going to see a lot of targets and get a lot of yards. He did. So I kind of parlayed those together and thought that would probably, you know, if one's going to hit, they're both going to hit. That's exactly what happened. So, you know, sometimes you got to play the board, play the odds a little bit. But I don't think there's, there's uh, you know, you can't go wrong, I suppose. I will say this, though. When you get a little carried away and you start going for these long shot, six, seven leg parlays, that's where you're going to find yourself uh, probably coming out on, on the losing side of it a whole lot. I did that early in my you know, sports betting career, I guess, if you want to call it that, where I was just, you know, getting too trigger happy with the odds. And I'm like, oh, if I bet 10 bucks, I can win, you know, 1300. You're just, you're going to lose 1300 of those bets before you finally win one. You're not going to come away victorious when all is said and done. Uh, but, you know, I, I think it just kind of depends on how the board stack it up. Uh, let's end on this. Uh, six teams, are, are listed at uh, 2-0 and after two weeks of play. Two of them reside in the NFC East, oddly enough, Philadelphia and the Giants. What, how legitimate are they? Uh, I would say that the Eagles are definitely more legit than the Giants, but I, I think the Giants will be competitive. I think that uh, you got Brian Dables come in, and he's the new head coach there. He's got that team going in the right direction. Looks like Saquon Barkley, if he can stay healthy, that is. He's Clearly, his health is going to be a big factor in this. But assuming good health, I think that there will be a, a factor in the NFC this season. They'll be able to compete for a wild-card spot. I would imagine the Eagles will win the division. But there's a wild-card spot for grabs. There's seven teams that make the playoffs now. I think that the, the Giants will definitely have a chance to be uh, in the mix there. But the Eagles, I think they're for real. I think the Eagles could be a team that could be competing for the NFC crown. You know, what they are able to do this week to – the, the Vikings in the first half in particular, you know, Jalen Hurts looks for real. He's taken a big step so far through the first couple of weeks here of the uh, NFL season. And so I think that uh, Philadelphia, certainly the real deal to this point. Al's brother, Mike, thanks very much. Appreciate it. Thanks, fellas. That is Al's brother, also known as Mike DiStefano, and, of course, uh, co-host of Leafs Lunch on TSN 1050, as well as his other duties throughout the programming day. Obviously with us on, on Yes Guy, but appears on Overdrive and uh, is a, a great guy. Part of the, I guess, the, the fabric of the station, if I, if I could say that. If you are an experienced real estate agent looking for comprehensive value and a distinct advantage, contact Charles Park, managing broker, REMAX West Realty Brokerage, offering state-of-the-art technologies with exclusive coaching and mentoring. For a confidential interview, call Charles at 647-292-8886 or email charles at remaxwest.com. When you go to Fox shop.com you will find hockey products like the Fox 40 Call, the Fox 40 Superforce CMG. Don't forget to pick up a copy of the 40 Ways of the Fox, Mr. Foxcroft's inspirational book for new entrepreneurs and business veterans alike. Fox40shop.com. Use the code YESGUY for 15% off your order. This is YESGUY, the radio show on TSN 1050. 
Welcome back to Yes Guy, the radio show. Jim Taddy and Perry Lefko with you. Check out Fox 40's new premium whistle, the Fox 40 Titan, in a sleek titanium body. The Titan emulates the authentic sound of the Fox 40 Classic. Available now in titanium, gold, or matte black. Go to fox40shop.com. This segment is sponsored by Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Financial advisor Herb Braley, ready to help you with your financial needs. If you want a comfortable and real conversation about your options, contact Herb at 1-877-734-3055 or visit his website, BraleyAdvisors.com. With 31 years of experience, Herb will help you do what you want to do with your money, get it back to you when you need it the most. Financial clarity and comfort with Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. And if you really want to speak to Herb Braley, well, just listen here because Herb is with us now. Herb, welcome. How are you today, sir? I am great. How are you guys doing? I'm up at uh, beautiful Muskoka the last couple of days. And uh, if you hear any sounds in the background, I just tried to find a, a quiet spot here in the resort. But how are things there with you guys? Everything's good, uh, and uh, are you sort of resetting, or are you there for work purposes? I've been the last two days here uh, networking with uh, about 200 of the best financial advisors in the country, and we've been chatting a lot about uh, what everybody's been talking about in the public, you know, the markets and so forth, and how to deal with that and talk to customers. And uh, it, it's been a great a great session here, and I've been talking up the yes guy. You know, we got to get you guys oh, up good. here and on the stage. We got to do something. I think everybody would enjoy that. What do you think? Oh, I, I think they would enjoy it. There's no question about it. It might be a logistical nightmare, but we'll. I've got my best man on. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> okay, Herb. I got to <laughs> ask you: Are you at Deerhurst? Because if you're at Deerhurst, that's where Shania Twain hit it big. And I know Deerhurst really well because I I spent many summers near there. Is that where you're staying at? What's the place like? Yeah, you know, this place has been here for decades, and, and I heard tell of the story about Shania, but uh, she's not here. You know, I can't believe it. She's not here now these days, but, uh, you know, the place looks great, and um, it's uh, it's a nice place. You know, it needs a bit of an upgrade in some spots here, but, uh, you know, the views are all stunning, so I'd come again. Uh, Herb, let's let's talk about the, the money situation, and there's this, the, when somebody says recession, has a bad ripple effect. Now, people try to dodge saying that, and, and then, you know, so, sooner or later somebody else says it, and, and it looks like, uh, I think the, the latest news report I, I heard, and I don't put a lot of credibility into it, but, but they were saying worldwide recession. So as, as people declare recessions, what does that trigger? Well, it's a confidence issue, Jim. Uh, generally, when people are hearing that message over and over again, and you know, on TV or or on the radio, in the media, if you will, and and so people are less likely to invest and more likely to withdraw funds. You know, funny enough, we're not really talking about that here. Uh, recession. What we've been talking about is that people seem to be, while the markets have been volatile in uh, the first part of this year and, you know, in the last month again, you know, we were on our way back somewhat. And then in the last month, things have been pretty crappy. The markets are down about three or 4%, but um, you know, people are, are talking here about how we haven't had a lot of luck with world events. So every time it seems like people get used to an interest rate hike or they've you know got used to hearing about inflation and dealing with that, you know, something else happens. And I think that has a lot to do with the volatility, but I got to be honest, um, we're not talking recession here. Um, I hope it doesn't happen. Doesn't mean it isn't going to happen, but uh, that is a bad news story always. People are certainly less confident in investing when they hear that word. So when you're talking to your, your clients, they're calling you, like, do you find that there's panic or is it kind of they're looking for information and you being on the other end of it? What, do you, what messages are you trying to convey, convey to them? 
Thanks for that. Yeah, I think the message I'm trying to convey is a level of comfort that um, we got into the funds. And you've heard me say this before, and I've heard this echoed the last couple of days while I'm here. You know, other people are having the same types of conversations with their customers. You know, we're telling people to certainly not pull all the money out you know, leave it in there. We were supposed to be in for the long haul. We picked funds that had a, a great track record and will perform well again if given time. And there are always ups and downs in the market. It's it's not a straight line to the top, right? It's dips and dives along the way. So a lot of uh, discussion about keeping in, stuff, in touch with clients. The worst thing I think advisors can do right now is just stay away or, or not have those touches with them, um, you, know, you know, within short time frames. Um, too much time passage uh, makes people fearful if they don't hear from uh, folks that are helping them with their money. You know, I think what gets confusing is things that start uh, the market to erode. Like, well, let's just go back over the last couple of years. The pandemic uh, was used as an excuse for an erosion of the market and then invasion of Ukraine. And, and, uh, and both those situations uh, seem to be a little more, well, a lot more positive than, than they would have been months ago. And yet, and yet when they get positive, it doesn't trigger a return for the market. There's, there's another reason why it doesn't work out. Do I have that right? Or is, is there just sort of mass confusion out there as to, to what the positive triggers are? I'd say you're mostly right, Jim. There, there's a lot of mass confusion about um, precisely what is causing the market to be as volatile as it is right now and when it will return to being as we're used to it. Um, there's, I guess the best way to describe it would be the combination of things that people are hearing about on and off. Bad day in Ukraine, good day in Ukraine. Um, you know, bad day with COVID, good day with COVID. Um, uh, inflation is not as bad as uh, we had heard before. Oh, looks like it's uh, still going up. And, you know, on and on and on. The Bank of Canada talking about raising interest rates again. This confuses people, specifically the general public. Um, portfolio managers, I will tell you, a lot of them are keeping some cash on the side and, and buying bonds and so forth. Not going crazy with that, but they're not even exactly sure when things get back to normal per se. But but nobody's pushing the panic button. I don't know if that helps. Yeah, well, no, it does. It, yeah, it helps. You know, Herb, I wanted to ask you, you said when you guys are around there, like, what do money guys talk about? You know, and I'm, I'm, I'll take it a little step further. Are you talking to them about your other career as a promoter, concert promoter? <laughs> well, um, uh, one of the things that the uh, the organizers of the event came and chat with me about was uh, the cover band that they had booked for the entertainment for everybody on uh, the second night here. And they, they were quite good, actually. And um, we've been talking about what they're doing in Halifax next year for everyone. And, and yes, Perry, they did pick my brain a little bit and, and maybe we can uh, help them out with a, a band or two. But typically they've got uh, their event planners helping with these things. And the event planners, they usually don't want anybody from the outside uh, giving any ideas on what to do because it, 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 it takes away from justifying their existence uh, somewhat. Um, aside from that, Everybody here is talking about the stuff they would at a radio convention or a TV convention or any other one. We're talking about kids and, and uh, you know, family stuff. And, and 
<clears throat> pardon me, what's going on at home. Like uh, everybody here who I knew wanted to hear about my son, uh, you know, going to McMaster now and, and all that jazz and how I feel like I'm about a thousand years old because of that. But uh, it's been pretty good fun. It was the first live session in three years because COVID had knocked out um, the last two. But uh, it's been a good time. Uh, Perry, have you told Jim about our day at the uh, the studio with Hanson? When we I were involved in the video about, and join that? not tell him about that. Actually, Jim was supposed to be there, but the, the whole session, as you know, Herb, just dragged on and on. So I said to Jim to not go by, but maybe you could just tell him, you know, just what it meant to you, you know, being a friend of Mike and, and just seeing him and his band put together a video. Well, the whole music industry is pretty interesting to me. I mean, I love the, the music in general, like most people, but we never get to see and hear about the behind the scenes. So it was, uh, it was good fun that, you know, we were among friends, you know, my friend, Mike Hansen from Glass Tiger, he's, he's releasing a new album. Uh, in fact, in advance of that album and the, and the song that we were involved in the video on Perry, he's remastered a sort of a found again video from 30 years ago that he did. It's called showers over everyone that showers over everyone. If you're looking on YouTube people. And, um, I understand that, uh, Star Kings, the song that that we were there for to give our two cents on, is going to be the second or third release off the album. It, it was just fun to be in in the um, the sound area. You remember me on the board there, helping out, working uh, some of the buttons and knobs because we didn't have a lot of people there, and to give our little video uh, take, uh, pretending to be the you know the manager, uh, promoter, agent type was fun, and uh, to see those players come together who had never met in person, but had to learn all the different parts of the song and then fake it for some shots and then actually play it was, was, was really cool. I, I, I had a lot of fun that day. It dragged on a bit for our purposes. Uh, you know, Perry, we were there a long time before we got to do our filming, but what did you think of it? I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, yeah, it was a long, long day for the amount of stuff that we did. It was like 30 seconds or something like that. But you know what? We're helping on a friend, and he's a good friend of yours, a good friend of mine. So, uh, yeah, anything we do help on a friend is uh, something that we would encourage. No, that's great. Uh, about those cats, I don't know what to make of the cats these days. Jim, you know, what do you think? Well, <laughs> talk to me at the end of the season. That's probably the best way to, to look at that. They're <laughs> up and down, and, uh, you know, who knows where that goes. But I just want to sort of close on, on that music bit. I mean, it, it, you guys saw it. We've all seen it in documentaries. Uh, where the stuff just sort of comes out of the air. People are presented with something, they learn it, and they add to it, and it all happens right in front of your eyes, almost subliminally, and and it's just magic, isn't it? Yeah, it really was. I guess you just, you encapsulated it. I guess we got to see how the magic happens, right? And um, so uh, more of that, bring it on. We'd love to have that fun (laughs) as often as possible. Well, just to... You know, Perry, you know, lined me up to do it, and then and talked me out of it, and then you guys appeared. So I'm, you know, I'm not upset about that. Uh, you know, I don't really like sitting around waiting to uh, to appear on camera. So you know, I, I appreciate the favor, Perry. It was a long day, Jim. Believe me, you would have just said, <laughs> "When can I get out of here?" Because that's what I said. Okay. <laughs> yeah, me too. But we're immortalized now. I, I I think we didn't quite make it. Well, we got off the cutting floor, right? So uh, there you go. So. Yeah, well, that's the other thrill, right? You do something, and then, ah, oh, sorry, we couldn't fit it in. We had to cut it out. 
Yeah, that that's always great. Um, so let's just close on this, Herb. Um, life insurance and, and uh, the uh, tax-free savings account. Uh, what what kind of advice do you have on that? Well, I guess I I'll drone on a bit on those. Um, uh, just simply, and because I've mentioned it before, but I find people have got to hear things, you know, a few times before it it, it kicks in. Uh, we've got a great product in this country called a tax-free savings account or a TFSA, and I think that. Uh, you know, we're the envy of every country because our government has thrown us this one particular bone to do with investments where we never pay any tax. So if you like GICs or you like bonds or stocks or mutual funds or segregated funds or any other investment vehicle, um, you can have them inside your tax-free savings account. And um, the the maximum per year now, if you're 18 or older, is 6,000 a year. Uh, if you were over 18, going back to 2009, I think the room uh, available in one shot, if you like and you have the cash, is $81,500. Um, I think that that's a pretty good deal that you never pay any taxes it grows or when you take the money out. And then as far as uh, life insurance, I would say people should... Uh, should consider buying some because you just never know. We all think we're going to live forever. As I sound a bit like an insurance guy for a few moments here, uh, indulge me if you will. Um, I like to, and and most of the time when I'm talking to people about life insurance, it's a single income family or it's two incomes. And I like to just stress the what if factor. Um, it's not going to happen to them. I'll say, you know, we touch wood, but what if it did it? Like if one of those incomes were gone or the whole income was gone, uh, sooner than later, what is the plan? And if I find out that there generally is no plan, then I talk about an easy and, uh, cost effective solution, which is to pay the premium for an amount of insurance that it's tax-free dollars that can be invested by a surviving spouse or, or family and uh, a simple or a nominal amount of income can be drawn from the capital every year so that it lasts over time to help with keeping uh, the operation going of a household. Not talking about putting anybody in the poor house and not talking about making anybody rich, just giving everybody options if something terrible happens and there's a, a bomb that goes off in somebody's house financially, if you will. So that's it. That's all. Herb, appreciate it. Thanks very much for your time. Enjoy your week. Thanks a lot, guys. Look forward to uh, look forward to seeing you soon. And uh, it's always a pleasure as I sign off from Deerhurst Islands to be on Yes Guy. Oh, uh, well done, and you, wow. you lowered your voice for the Yes Guy. That's that's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> so let me say on the way out, this segment is sponsored by Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Financial advisor Herb Braley, ready to help you with your financial needs. If you want a comfortable and real conversation about your options, contact Herb at one eight seven 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 three four three zero five five or visit his website. BraleyAdvisors.com. With 31 years of experience, Herb will help you do what you want to do with your money, get it back to you when you need it the most. Financial clarity and comfort with Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Well, let's talk about advanced planning. Your life, your say, your tribute, and all your way. Turner and Porter Funeral Directors. Let's start a conversation. Visit turnerporter.ca. This is Yes Guy, the radio show on TSN 1050. Welcome back to Yes Guy, the radio show. Jim Taddy and Perry Lefko with you. Homeowners are first-time buyers. If you're considering purchasing, refinancing, or if your mortgage is coming up for renewal, talk to Dean Romani, TMG SafeBridge Mortgage Solutions. Dean will provide you with custom-tailored mortgage solutions for all your needs. You can contact Dean on Twitter at MTGDean. Go to SafeBridgeFinancial.com or give him a call at 416-885-1761. Master your game strategy with the Fox 40 coaching boards available for basketball, hockey, football, and more. Use the code YESGUY at checkout. 
For 15% off your order, go to fox40shop.com. Well, our next guest was uh, added to the Canadian Football Hall of Fame this past weekend, joining Ricky Ray, Chip Cox, Paul McCallum, Tim Tyndale, uh, and Dick Thornton, and also builders uh, Keith Evans and Roy Shivers. That would be Mr. Dave Ritchie. Uh, Dave, congratulations on that. You won great cups in the past, coach of the year in the CFL, and just uh, a, a hearty congratulations on all of that, and thanks for joining us. How are you today? I'm wonderful. I'm happy to say Gene Gaines came from California to see his old buddy get put in the Hall of Fame. That was wonderful. It's been a busy, busy, busy two weeks. Dave, I've known you a long, long time, but I am actually appalled that when you were inducted into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame, your beautiful wife, Sharon, who's with you all the time, was not inducted with you. How does that possibly happen? Oh, no. She, uh, She was right up there with me. In fact, I said something to everybody in the place that you always have to have a good woman, uh, whatever you do. It doesn't matter. Whatever job you have. If your home is happy, what do they say? Something, happy wife, happy life. And That's exactly I've had a what happy life in a 65 years now. Yeah, maybe more than that because she was my high school sweetheart wow. when I moved from Massachusetts to uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Only had one girlfriend, Perry. <laughs> you know what? We, we, can laugh. we can laugh all about that, but in reality, the football life is very transient. You could you could be moving yeah. the next day. You could be fired, hired. You're going to some other place you don't even know of. To have a woman beside you the whole time that believes in what you're doing is, in my opinion, kind of a rarity in this crazy life of being a football coach. Uh, I agree with you. I really do agree with you, whatever that is. And I think the service, uh, you know, the military service and coaching is a whole lot like it because you don't really know where you're going to go. Uh, some some people in the world don't like you, therefore they get rid of you. But somebody does like you, and they bring you in. So, you know, it's a wacky, wacky business, and it's all on one wins and losses. And basically, uh, how I felt the other day in uh, Canada with the people that for 25 years uh, I called friends, even the press, because <laughs> I, I love talking to the press. Uh, He's being very sarcastic when he's saying that, right, Dave? You're being very sarcastic because you didn't think much of the media, did you? Yes, I did. really did. Uh, You know, there's certain people that uh, I consider my friends in the press. And and I really, uh, you know, probably I didn't open up much because the nature of the business. But uh, I I used to like to kid as much as anybody. And... uh, uh, and I, and if you take yourself too serious, uh, you're going to end up somewhere you don't want to end up. So I tried never to take myself too serious, surround myself with outstanding assistance, and at, at best, try to get the best players possible. And I believe in my years up there, uh, I succeeded on all of them because I, to me, at times, I felt like I had the best players in the world, and they 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 play like it. Treat them like gentlemen, and they will act like gentlemen. Uh, but a team has to be made up of 
some very good players, some guys that are a little bit on the edge, some guys that are really out there. So I think I had the best of all of them. Dave, I wanted to ask you about, um, you made a comment the other day, you thought the Canadian Football League was the greatest league in the world. Canadian Football League sometimes gets um, some bad raps. You, know, you, you, know what, you knew it so well. Why do you think it's the greatest football league in the world? First of all, I, I believe that uh, the quarterbacks in the uh, Canadian Football League are every bit as good as the ones in the NFL. Uh, and you would get players that at times have played a long time in the National Football League, and they'd come up and they couldn't play in Canada. And then you get players, young players, that came up and then went down and spent 10 or 12, 13 years in the uh, NFL. I got chastised one year for drafting John Ryan. And guess what? I'd like to have John Ryan's paychecks once he got done at Winnipeg. And I bet a lot of other people would have too. So as far as I was concerned, and along with Louie and uh, Bobby Cameron, I mean, we had great, and Paul, we, we had a great kicking game and always had a, a back. One year I watched Pringle run for over 2,000 yards. I've watched Milt catch the ball, break records. We had some outstanding receivers. You know, it's a joy when you go to the field and say, I, we have a chance to win because our talent is as good as the talent out there. And we did that, I believe it was 94, when we played 42 Americans. Every one of those guys in our locker room took on Canada as their uh, native land. Did a great job. We're First talking about American, the Great Cup in Canadian, uh, yeah, yeah. Great Cup, and uh, uh, we won it um, because Louis made a field goal. Uh, we had been down there time before that, and uh, we didn't make it. You know, we're talking about uh, the CFL being recognized or, or maybe not, but you can see a, a CFL influence on, on NFL offenses, can't you? Well, you know, they used to talk about it, and I w- I'd watch Dallas. Dallas moved their people around a little bit, and uh, and they, I, they, everybody would say, well, look at that. It looked like the, the CFL. Well, we had some TV people down here in America that I went. I coached at Brown University when the Boomer was going to school, so he was always nice to us. And uh, I tell you what, when you have uh, my first game up there, <laughs> uh, I went up in May and lived with Wally, and, and the first game. I saw one of the greatest punters punt from Toronto. Uh, I saw all that motion. I said to myself, where am I? You know, because they start out one one place and they another place. You have to figure it all out. And uh, we used to try to figure it out on the feet of the quarterback. Uh, a lot of different things. And everybody was watching what kind of single he was sending in to take the blitz, you know, to find the blitz so the quarterback could uh, at least have an uh, advantage. Well, hey, you had to have different kind of signals. So, you know, it was like a mind game <laughs> within a mind game. <laughs> and uh, it was just it was just fun, period, to me. 
I used to enjoy it immensely. It seemed like I always had a job that needed a little bit of repair. And then within a couple of years, by God's gift, he had us in the Great Cup. Or uh, I was working for somebody that had us in the Great Cup. So that was fun. And sitting in the hallway talking to you after the Toronto games was always fun, too. Well, thanks very much. It was always nice talking after the games, before the games. And, uh, yeah, I just want to reiterate, it was great seeing the Hall of Fame. was long overdue. And, Dave, you're one of the better guys in the Canadian Football League. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Thanks for your time, Dave. Really, it was we enjoyed the conversation. Be well. All right. Appreciate it. Homeowners or first-time buyers, if you're considering purchasing and refinancing, if your mortgage is coming up for renewal, talk to Dean Romani, TMG SafeBridge Mortgage Solutions. Dean will provide you with custom-tailored mortgage solutions for all your needs. You can contact Dean on Twitter at MTGDean or go to SafeBridgeFinancial.com or even give him a call at 416-885-1761. Let's talk about advanced planning, your life, your say, your tribute in all your way. Turner and Porter Funeral Directors, let's start a conversation Visit turnerporter.ca. This is Yes Guy, the radio show on TSN 1050. Yes Guy, no guy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, drivers and passengers, time now for the fully sanctioned, all rights reserved, unreserved for Yes Guy, no guy on the Yes Guy radio show on TSN 1050. Go ahead, sir. The fact the Leafs didn't give Kyle Dubas a contract extension indicates someone in that organization just does not trust him. Um, I'm going to say yes, guy, and let me follow it up with this. The Leafs should have at least given him a one-year extension, regardless of what their decision would be a year from now, just to make that story sort of not turn into a disaster. Yes, guy, no guy on that. Yes, guy, because now it becomes the story that they're going to be talking about all year long, particularly when he brought it up right in his opening press conference. Yeah, that's just totally awkward, isn't it? I don't think the team needed that. And generally, you've been around long enough to know, and I I know this, uh, even if you don't really are are enthralled with the general manager, you sometimes give him a one-year extension, so at least he's looked after if you you part ways with a year to go. This way, he's just hanging out there, and, you know, they say lame duck general manager. I I, I don't think that that's what this team needed at this point, so we'll move on. Um, Yes guy, no guy. Adding Luke Wilson to the O-Dog Al's brother race takes it over the top. Yes, it does, particularly when he's going to run with a man bun on, okay? <laughs> yeah. And backwards. That is a visual right there. That might yes, be guy. that might be the most viral visual you're going to see all year. Yes, guy. Go ahead, sir. No amount okay. of money would convince you to have people spray with ketchup and mustard like the Buffalo Bills fans. Yeah, no, no guy to that. Not interested in that. That is well, that's that's fan dedication. And while we're on that, yes, guy, no guy. The Bills are actually better than you originally thought. Yes, guy, and I am amazed by how quickly the QB gets the ball off. Less than four seconds. Am I correct, guy? Yeah, well, I mean, they have the look of teams that have won the Super Bowl in the past. So I don't want to get uh, too far ahead of us, but they have that look. Go ahead, sir. It's already beginning to feel like winter. Yeah, uh, yes, guy. Went for the walk last night and uh, a little cool after supper. So, uh, yes, guy to that. Let's end on this. You're intrigued by the Aaron Judge uh, pursuit of 61 homers with the Yankees. 
Yes, I am, and I think when he does it, they should retire his number 99 jersey. Uh, while we're on that, you are absolutely awestruck at his refusal to re-sign with the Yankees so far. I am, but I can't wait to see what that contract will be. It'll be astronomical, guys. Yes, it will be. Astronomical. So that concludes another, I guess, resilient edition of Yes Guy, No Guy. I hope you enjoyed episode number 94 of Yes Guy. I hope you come back next week for episode 95. Let's go out on this. Yes Guy!